You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith. Faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 29, Transforming Fear. Today's episode is all about transforming fear. What role does fear play in your own life? Do you allow it to freeze your progress or do you know how to transform it? We're going to talk about two types of fear and how one type is surprisingly one that you actually need to embrace. Fear will always be uncomfortable, but amazing things happen when we can learn how to read it and actually use it. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's only $9 on Amazon, and it's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you again to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes, and those of you who have personally shared any episode that you have enjoyed with friends or family. Your support is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Alyssa Urban. Alyssa says, Brooke, thank you. I only recently found this podcast and I feel like I've been able to implement many of the thought patterns and advice into my life. As a mom of two very little girls who are with me 24 seven and a husband that is gone a lot, I have felt worn down, but now I'm creating more capacity in myself and in my day through small and simple changes. Brooke, I also respect that you're not trying to build up your social media platform. Rather than trying to follow you on Instagram, I am writing a review, which I think is more valuable. Thank you for putting into place what is truly valuable. Alyssa, thank you for the review. I am thrilled that you are already seeing the difference in your life of the small and simple things that we talk about here on this podcast. You are in a stage of life that requires so much of your time on every level, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And yes, that can be very exhausting. And it's really easy when we find ourselves in this situation to convince ourselves that we need something great and grand to make us feel better or give us energy or help us to feel clarity or support. And when we think it has to be great and grand and we're already tired, our chance of doing the great and grand is pretty much non-existent. But like you, when you understand that small and simple things bring about that which is great, it's easier to make the time for the small and simple things that truly change everything. Compound those habits over time and amazing results are built. I am so proud of you, Alyssa. Keep the compound effect going. And yes, you're right. I am not building up my social media platform at all. (laughs) I'm actually going to talk more about why I made that very uh, against the grain choice in the weeks to come. But in the meantime, I hope every listener can really feel the depth of my gratitude for any time that you share this, because it really is word of mouth that this podcast grows. When you share, this is what brings other people to understand and to hear all of the great things that we talk about here. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. As I said, your ratings and reviews and shares are what makes this possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So let's get talking about fear. As I mentioned, there are actually two types of fear. And I first learned this in Tara Moore's book titled Playing Big. 
And it's not a religious book, but it is an amazing book about owning your life's purpose and how to play big instead of small in your personal life mission. Nestled into this book, there is a section on fear because surely if one desires to play big, (laughs) you need to overcome fear. And oh my goodness, that chapter was worth the entire book for me. She says that she came across a teaching that completely changed how she understood fear. I am taking much of her thoughts into this podcast, so please reference the show notes for her amazing book. She quotes Rabbi Alan Liu, who is a brilliant writer and a spiritual teacher. And Rabbi Liu explains that the Hebrew Bible uses two different words for fear. The first word is pashad. Pashad, he explains, is the fear of projected or imagined things. Pashad is the overreactive, irrational fear that stems from worries about what could happen. It's it's kind of the worst case scenarios that we imagine in our mind. Most of us are familiar with Pashad. It shows up as the fear that you'll horribly embarrass yourself, that the plane is about to crash, that you'll say something stupid, that this time the truth that you have no talent at your job will be revealed, and so on and so on. It's what we try to help our kids move past, uh, to be brave in the face of fear that they feel on the first day of school or when they're worried about the monster under the bed. This is the fear that we try to conquer in ourselves. So thousands of years before neuroscientists discovered the overreactive nature of our fear instinct, it shows up with its own unique term in the Old Testament. (laughs) Now here's where things get really fascinating. Rabbi Lou explains that in the Hebrew Bible, there's a second word used for fear. This word is called yira. Yira has three different meanings. Now listen here. First, it is the feeling that overcomes us when we inhabit a larger space than we are used to. Second, it is the feeling we experience when we suddenly come into possession of considerably more energy than we had before. And third, it is what we feel in the presence of the divine. Now, when we know about Pashad and Yura, we can work with fear wisely so that it doesn't hold us back from playing big and being who we were created to be. Yura and Pashad each call for a very different response in us. When we feel the year of fear, we want to welcome it, feel it fully, and actually to savor it. So let's talk about some examples of when you might feel yura. You'll likely feel the year of fear when you share something you create, when you speak up for yourself, when you take steps to pursue a dream that you feel called to, when you begin to take any steps toward changing your life for the better always you feel this. And it's important though to not confuse this fear with Pashad. When we label what we feel in these moments just plain old fear, we can scare ourselves further. We can retreat. We can go into a pattern reaction of fight or flight mode. (laughs) We can think that we have to get away from this uncomfortable heightened sensation of Yura. But in those moments we can say, oh, this is Yura, (laughs) then we can welcome the feeling for what it truly is. 
a sacred gift. We don't have to do anything about it. We can appreciate it and feel it. Most important, we can know that it means that we are connecting to the divine within us and stepping into playing bigger in our lives and being who we were meant to be. When we feel pashad, that fear of projected or imagined things, our work is very different. Our life is very different. Pashad usually leads us astray because by definition, it is the fear of threats that feel very real, but are not. Pashad fear, it fires up any time that we perceive a potential threat to our emotional comfort zone. But the truth is, we don't actually need to keep ourselves safe from every potential emotional risk. We actually need to take emotional risks that come with sharing our voices and ideas more visibly and vulnerably. Of course, you can respond differently to Pashad and Yira only if you know which one you are feeling. So how do you tell the difference? Both of them bring a heightened sense of alertness, adrenaline, and a feeling of being totally out of your comfort zone, the nervous feeling. But there are subtle ways to know which one you are feeling. For many people, Pashad comes with a physical sense of contraction and tenseness. I, ex- I would describe this as like a closed feeling, a retreating feeling, while Yira brings more of a spacious, fluid feeling into the body. It's more open. Yura also includes a sense of awe. Awe has an element of fear in it. We humbly fear the greatness and grandness of what is before us. But awe encompasses much more than fear. It has elements of reverence, appreciation, and being uplifted as well. One person described the difference so well by saying, Yura is the fear of dissolving a boundary while Pashad is the fear that I feel within that boundary. Now, with this new understanding of the two types of fear distinguished in the original Hebrew text, certain scriptures now make a lot more sense for me. This is why an angel could appear to the shepherds in the field in Luke chapter 2 and announce the birth of Jesus Christ, saying the words, fear not. Or angel Gabriel appearing to Mary and announcing that she would be the mother of the Son of God, and say unto her, fear not. Or the hundreds of times in the scriptures when God himself tells us, be not afraid, fear not. But what about all the times that the scriptures say, fear God and give glory to him, or his love is upon all those that fear him? Can you see how this is not actually a contradiction? It's merely two different types of fear. I don't believe that God loves it when we feel Peshad fear and consequently we want to retreat or hide or cower or freeze or stay within the boundaries that we often fearfully create around ourselves and that make us feel small and locked in place. What he does love are those who are willing to feel the year of fear. Remember that definition? It's the feeling that overcomes us when we inhabit a larger space than we are used to. It's the feeling we experience when we suddenly come into possession of considerably more energy than we had before. It is what we feel in the presence of the divine. That type of fear is what he loves. That type of fear is the one to embrace. 
the one that will lead you to amazing places, the one that will take you out of your limitations, the one that leads to change, the one that you feel when you think about leaving your comfort zone to do something good and wonderful and to make change in your life. At a recent conference that I attended, the speaker warned us. <laughs> he said that when we went home and we tried to implement new changes, that our bodies would give us a big reaction. In essence, we would feel fear. We'd feel resistance and our bodies would freak out at the thought of breaking out of the patterns that we're used to. Unfortunately, too often we can interpret those feelings to mean that we're much better off keeping things the same. It's safer there. Don't disrupt anything. Just stay where you are and it will all settle down. The last few weeks, we have talked about the importance of believing in yourself and choosing yourself. You have a life calling, perhaps more than one, and to believe in yourself can bring fear. Choosing yourself can totally bring fear. <laughs> and then actually getting to work and doing what you're being called to do. Oh, hello, this can bring what? More fear. <laughs> Let me say right now, we don't get to a point of escaping fear, but we can get better at recognizing which kind of fear we have and better yet, transforming it. This week alone, oh my goodness, I have felt a lot of fear in a wide variety of things. I had the opportunity to be interviewed for an upcoming segment on TV, and I feared saying the wrong thing or not communicating my message effectively being off script. I also am preparing to leave on a 30-hour flight halfway across the world, and I have felt fear at leaving my family, fear of traveling alone. And for those of you who've listened to my episode seven podcast, How Meditation Saved My Life, I have fear, I had fear, of getting blood clots from such a long trip. I've also taken my youngest to school this week to meet her kindergarten teacher for next year. And I had the same flash of fear of the big new world that awaits for her. So just in those examples, I have feared for my health, I have feared for my family, and I have feared in my work. Fear creeps into every category of life. And in each of those cases, I was feeling pushed fear, the fear of projected images or scenarios of things going wrong. But guess what? Each of those scenarios can also be Yura fear. Each of them is also an opportunity for growth. So how do we transform from one to the other? Are you ready for my new favorite tool? <laughs> I've used it all day today as I have packed my suitcase. You say these words. Ready? I'm excited. <laughs> Is that what you're expecting me to say? <laughs> Fritz Perls, who was the founder of Gestalt Therapy, he said this about fear. He said, fear is excitement without the breath. I'm going to say that again. Fear is excitement without the breath. My own mentor has taught me to face my fear by saying this mantra. I am excited. <laughs> he says, rather than trying to chemically change the state of our body from feeling nerves to suddenly being calm, which, you know, if you're on an emotional frequency scale, that's a long way to travel, right? From going to that heightened sensation of being nervous, all of a sudden, I am totally calm. <laughs> that's a long ways to go. And he says, remember, fear is excitement without the breath. He says, breathe. 
breathe into those feelings, give life and vitality to the frozen fear feeling and say the words, I am excited. It gives a new meaning to those nerves and it changes them from negative energy to positive energy. It's going from Pashad to Yira. I was driving home today and I passed a good friend of mine who is six days away from having her third baby. So I pulled over and stopped to talk with her and I could tell that she was feeling the Pashad fear at all the changes ahead for her. And we had a great conversation. And to her credit, she told me that she had woken up this morning with fears and negative thoughts and quickly realized that that was bringing her down. And so she chose some positive affirmations instead. Right then and there, I said to her, I'm excited for you. (laughs) This tool even works in encouraging others who have fears. Use your power to hold the space as we talked about in episode 24. I'm excited. Hold that space for them. You may have to repeat it all day like I have, and I'm sure my friend will be repeating it too as the days and moments get closer for her, but that's the power we have to create our life. You choose which fear you want to have, but God is only in one of them, and I want to be where God is. Friends, one of my favorite practices for transforming fear is meditation. Not only does it bring more peace and clarity, you can use meditation to practice seeing your life for the possibility it holds instead of the fears or limitations. I teach you all this in my Christian Meditation 40-Day Challenge course. It's one of the most powerful ways I know to start a practice by joining a challenge. And better yet, I gift each student with a buddy pass to invite a friend to join you in the course for free. You have your own hand-selected accountability partner to support and encourage you, and you both end up with a life-changing practice instead of just one. If you feel this course calling to you, you can register right now at the link in the show notes. Imagine your life with Yura and look forward with faith. You can find show notes for today's episode on my website, brooksnow.com. Thank you so much for listening.